The Grid. A digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. She, uh, she, uh, that's, oh, that's game. That's why it's wrong. We wanted show. I'm not playing a game. James streaming a game. That's ridiculous. <laughs> James streaming a game. Wow. I was on vacation and then I got, came back from work and like I had to deal with coming back from work from vacation, which we all know is like. It's it's it. You wish you were back on vacation. So, hello everyone. How are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the game on play itself. I am Latime Craig K. McKellar, and as I said, back from vacation or holiday, as us normal people call it. <laughs> it's James Atkinson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel very whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I call it the wow. week o jazz. The week o jazz. <laughs> I oh, call apostrophe. It, I call it paid to do nothing week. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Because <laughs> I was paid to do nothing. <laughs> Thanks for and also, us, Michael. with the lovely, lovely looking, lovely looking, looking picture above me, as always, with the smoothest voice ever on the internet, it is Hagelman. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? I don't know, man. I mean, Stratham? That that's well, a Joel as well, but you know. But the see the thing is is that we we've had we've had the shows with Stratham and Chris both on. And it's like it's, it's like listening to It's like listening it's to late sex, night NPR. It? <laughs> it's it's what it is. <laughs> We're gonna play or no, it's just like listening to like the Hello, welcome to Smooth Jazz. <laughs> it's essentially what it becomes. Hold on, I gotta post a link see for this. <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I can't believe the impeccable timing of this, but I, I, I'm multitasking at the moment, right? Oh, Michael Patterson and... just subbed again. Apparently, that that thing works too. Hey, yeah. hey, 14, 14 months. Did you guys My know man. this? Fourteen months. Wow, that nice. That's 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 that's. And a gentleman. Yeah, that wow. I don't know anything I've done for more than 14 months. 
I would raise my iron brew, but I don't have iron brew right now. I so had iron it. brew on <laughs> vacation. I drank an iron brew. I'd had a very English vacation. Good. I had bangers <laughs> and mash. I That's iron what brew. get pissed up and leery at people. I had hobnobs. <laughs> No, yeah, I did. I totally did a very, very English thing. Things. Plural. Things. 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 So, so yeah, the the bit, the bit uh, multitasking. The next and final emo of mine has just been shown to me in sketch form. Oh. And I am looking forward to it. <laughs> so yes. So, well, mm. we we also have something shown us to it in final product, which I have paid for, and I am excited to, uh, to show it, but not until five the weeks. not until season four, five weeks, season five weeks, four, season four, season four. Season Feels four. like just yesterday we were literally in the Cup Dog Bill, two Gilbert, guest events t- t- dog, <laughs> since Gilbert Godfrey Dog. <laughs> Hi, everybody! It's me! Again! Uh, we, we need to work out doing like a, a, a duet okay. on Twitch things with you being Gilbert Godfrey Dog and myself as the Yorkshire Trail. Do you really want to hurt no, me? No, it's. it's, it's, uh, it's do I, I really want to make you suck your cry? I don't know. Better, better, better song. <laughs> I'm sailing away. <laughs> I'm sailing away. Setting an open cuff for the Virgin Sea. <laughs> oh my god! This this is this is what it's come to. This is what we if we had, we never had dignity, but now Digni- dignity was was optional. Now we have given it up as an option. Yeah, we have <laughs> left we it dignity dignity for entertaining your masses. That's what we do. I'm, so I'm, what's on today's show? That, that that's a good question, Will. Mm. Uh, you're you're the one who usually makes the thing of a jigger that none of us look at. Yep. I actually have news. <laughs> you, Ooh, you do. Yep. So when we I get don't... to the news segment, which will probably come up relatively soon, it's usually uh, right after this. Uh, is unless, it? I, unless me is and you it? tend to, <laughs> I mean, we tend to. De- this is where we tend to derail things a, a little, little bit, just a little bit. Uh, I'm also working on our soundboard right now. Uh, Perfect, because I had I have a soundboard. Um, uh, let's see, okay. Um, so so there will, there will be times where you hear random sounds pop up. It's just me testing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's gonna be. We're just gonna be talking right here. Is <laughs> no, I got rid of that one. I've got some more interesting ones. Um. I've got uh I've got now the um let me open it here as I like to call it the raid alert or the the James rant alert now you guys can't hear this only only me and chat can hear this oh because you because you and chat got a special bond well you guys aren't gonna hear us in stereo as like we do that no so yeah so we do have a couple of bits of news items uh which. Yeah, it does seem a little bit thin on the ground because we're getting towards E3. What we've been playing, a uh, little bit of Extra Life update, because, you know, we do have updates for Extra Life in a couple of bits uh, happening this week. 
uh, shout outs to lovely, lovely people, and then we'll get the hell out of here and let you enjoy your Saturday. So, uh, you said you wanted to, you had a news item for us, Chris. Did you want to start us off? Uh, yes. Uh, the uh, the live letter for Final Fantasy happened the other day, which gave us a lot of information about the upcoming expansion pack, Shadowbringers. It also introduced us to the fact that sound sound design, sound teams are very important. The big meme is uh, that it's called Soundbringers because they lost audio. So many times during their live stream. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's slowly turning into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. A lot of characters are getting stands now. Uh, Machinist has the capacity to summon a robo-friend. We have the Dark Knight who summons a shadow form that mimics his attacks. We have the summoner summoning a phoenix uh, instead of Bahamut. And all sorts of neat things. Um... There's major changes to the systems. Uh, MP has been capped to 10,000, I believe they said. And they're varying all of the different uh, MP expenses and whatnot. So everything kind of fits a little bit better. But it's, it's over 9,000. It is over 9,000. Um, speaking of over 9,000, the damage cap has been raised to 99,999,999. Of course. Uh, that makes perfect 9 million, sense. One digit, too many. Uh, nine nine million nine hundred ninety. Wow. Um, they're doing more more vitality to tanks and uh, less strength to non tanks. I don't understand that. Um, I might be slightly wrong on that, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of overhaul bits, a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, that's that news. The other piece of news is that turns out death battle on YouTube. The uh, show comparing and contrasting varying characters. Um, well, it, it is fun as thought experiments. Um, their math and numbers tend to fluctuate, but they have been picked up by Rooster Teeth. Good for them. Yeah, they them. moved away from uh, Screw Attack and got picked <clears throat> up by Rooster Teeth. As somebody who used to be a part of the uh, the anime fights boards back on the Adult Swim message board days. Uh, I, I I wholly approve of this. Mm -hmm. as, uh, as, under as my tagline, Big O Six Six Six. God, I was thirteen. Yep. Uh, uh, I have the soundboard done, by the way. I have, it's six sounds. I don't know how good they are, but there's some pretty good ones. Uh, everybody else will be, you and chat get to hear them immediately, but, uh, Will and Chris will get to hear them in post because... Why now? Yeah, exactly, right? Why now? So there's that one. We've got this one. What do you think fits? You never see it I should yeah, that's, really... That's my news. That one. By the way, one of, one of them, when you said everybody's getting stands, uh, one of the soundboards is Dio screaming the world, though. Perfect. So I was able to get that in. Uh, Good. It's Leviathan. I need more of that in my life. She oh, was also saying about the um, retro replay oh, that oh, Troy Baker oh. and Nolan Offer do. That's part of now Rooster Teeth. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, do they like play old school video games? Yeah. 
they're also doing at the moment a definitive playthrough of the original Uncharted as Nolan North is playing. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, not really. I mean, he's voice acted pretty much like, do you need a male protagonist? Call Nolan North. <laughs> Voicing your heroes and anti-heroes since 2010. Failing that, try Troy Baker. He's probably hanging around Nolan North. <laughs> also mm -hmm. voicing your anti-heroes since 2010. Which they were yesterday because they were they um, were with Letitia Lemon at MCM Comic Con in London. Uh, let's 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 read through some of Nolan North's most prominent roles in video game history, shall we? <clears throat> He was in 2006 Giant Man and Ultimate and Ultimate Avengers. He was right. Deadpool and Hulk versus. Yes. Uh, these are direct. Sorry, I apologize. These are direct to television films. Uh, but he's also been the voice of Superman. Uh, so here we go. Video games. <clears throat> uh, Guild Wars. He played pretty much all the main, all the all the male voices. God of War. He was Hades. And we're talking old school God God of War. Uh, scrolling down here, Call of Duty too. He was uh, Sergeant Randall. Mm hmm. When did he really start picking up major roles here? Uh, Saints Row, Row and Yakuza was additional voices. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, twelve. He was Volser. Still, I'm not seeing any major roles yet. Halo 3, he was a Marine. Ah, here we go. Assassin's Creed, he was Desmond Miles. Yes. And this is so in 2007. And then Uncharted, he got Nathan, he got Uncharted and Nathan Drake. <clears throat> and then, like, things started picking up for him. Because he was also in The Last of Us as well. His voice, when you hear it, he's like, wait, hang on, that's not Did you guys North. watch The Last of Us thing that I showed? The, uh, the, the, the night with the night live? Yes. It was really so interesting, right? Yeah, it was quite cool. I did, did enjoy that bit. So. Oh, even, even the scene they acted out in the show, yeah. No, we haven't heard back from Elon Musk yet. Um, um, Elon Chan is usually pretty busy, uh, which is understandable. So the fact that we didn't hear back from him right away is understandable as well. Um, we do love Elon Chan. Uh, we were talking about him before the show started even today. Mm -hmm. About the wonders of, of Elon Chan. And just the wonders he does. Uh, he was speaking about the Air and Space Museum. Do I still have that? I don't have that tweet anymore. Oh, but I do. Because I'm still on his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not in any way, shape, or form being creepy about that, James. But, but, do but, we have to get a letter from ER? Uh, ER? AR? By the way... HR, uh, that's on. By the way, uh, problem... Uh, Todd Howard's not on Twitter. What? God damn it, Todd. Damn it, Todd. For fuck's sake, Todd. <laughs> I just wanted to tweet and ask him. <laughs> All right. I needed to ask him things. Important things. I just wanted to know about Skyrim. Maybe we need to tweet at Bethesda about having Skyrim on the, twist, on the Tesla. Yeah. Yep. Do it. 
Is that, gonna, is that, is that, is that the new segment? Okay. James tweets a random major video game company about, about something stupid. <laughs> Do it live. Do it live. Yeah, again. hang no. on. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Let me let me pull it up. James has to tweet once a day. What does he do? He tweets major video game companies something really stupid. Um, all right, hang on. I also need to make sure that everybody can see me do this as well, because that's the other thing. That's the rub, really. It's not a matter of like, hey, do this thing, James. It's like, no, can can you do this thing? Ah, good. Perfect. Bang. So, once again, here's the TickWhoopies Twitter. Very nice. You should follow it if you don't already. It's really cool. Um, I know this is great audio for the, our audio listeners right now. Um, also, uh, here is something uh, Will is going to mention uh, about the uh, Extra Life. So, I might as well pull it up now so everybody can see uh, what what has happened. By the way, this is happening in November, uh, Extra Life. But... You guys have already helped us get $546 out of our $4,000 goal as a team. So, way to go, peeps. You guys are amazing, and we love you for this. Uh, I should... <laughs> Skyrim on YouTube. Yeah. He's not on Twitter. And, yeah, exactly. What? It, it, it could just literally be... like Because if we look here, right? So, if I do Todd... Coward... <laughs> Todd Howard, the real Todd Howard. Nope, we we know these aren't the real Todd Howard, because the real Todd Howard would have a blue check mark next to his name. Let's be honest; he's famous enough that he would do that. So, all right, the fakers. All right, so uh, obviously, you know, also people you should be following. Uh, a band of gamers, very good. Should be following. Um, yeah, just just a ton of people you should be following right there. Elon Musk very much so, but here we go, because um, I'm still very new to this. I Ooh, God, yeah, I should not be. <laughs> yeah, don't put that on there. Look, I'm like, I, the tweet button oh, is literally God. right next to it. It's not my <laughs> <Yeah>. fault. <laughs> I go to press tweet. All right. Hey, at. Uh... <laughs> Talking about Penthouse magazine again with the stories. Well, wait, you'll so, never so, believe so, what so, happened so, to me. Is, should we do at Bethesda or at Bethesda Game Studios? At Bethesda Game Studios. At Bethesda Game Studios. Question. For the, for the audio listeners out here, this is what James is, is actually putting. Hey, Professor Game Studios. Question. We asked Elon Musk about when Skyrim is going to be brought. <laughs> it's going to be put on the Tesla. <laughs> it's <laughs> if they get back to us during the show, that would be absolutely awesome.
duty free. <laughs> and exactly, exactly. Take one of the hours out, Jared. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Sorry, I'm discussing rat migration patterns with another uh, free company. <laughs> okay, so uh, to to read to read the whole tweet to you. Hey, at Bethesda Studios, question: We we asked at Elon Musk about when hashtag Skyrim is going to be playable on the at Tesla. Said we didn't hear back from him. Do you have any news you can any news for us, or can you ask Todd to mention it during hashtag E3 2019? That'd be real. Uh, that would really make our day. It's not a question mark. It's a statement. Uh, thanks, your friend Tigwhippies. There you go. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> this is this is what I this is what we do for you guys. This is what we do. I I James live tweets at random companies, things that are kind of funny, like on the edge of anything. I, we'll see if they get back to us. I mean, you know, there was like an last hour, uh, E3 2019 was tweeted uh, 360 times. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll so see. You never know. You never you, know. You, you never know. That's my tweet for the day. Comedy <laughs> gold once in a while. Tick. <laughs> so, Check that box. The one, thing, the one thing that isn't funny, though, but we didn't. it wasn't surprising any way, shape, or Oh, we've read Apex Legends, the game that you know blew up and went, Oh, we're better than Fortnite. <laughs> well, their, their uh, revenue is tumbled by was it 75% now in the past two months? Oh dear, it seems that bu bubble burst quick, didn't it? For EA, oh yeah. Hey, we kind of always knew it would be a flash in the pan. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially, be especially because they weren't expecting anything from it, and it be, and it blew up as big as it did. So it makes sense. I mean, essentially, they have to look at it as just like really something nice. So. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got the Fortnite is the juggernaut still. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it we know that PUBG paved the way for it after like H one Z one. There's also paved away PUBG and armor. The armor mods did as well. But with the fact that Fortnite was free and all these little updates, no matter how bad they are, in my opinion, keep, still keeping people interested, still keeping people coming back in, still people to play it. Whereas things like Apex Legends, I didn't really hear of any other changes. There's a battle pass for it as well. It's sad because like Respawn did this game and I'm I'm afraid that EA is going to look at them and be like, your game didn't do well. Let's go talk about Titanfall 3. And they're such a great studio. Yeah, uh, I love very Titanfall 2. underrated studio. Kind of like it at Bethesda. Would you not agree, Chris? I would agree. I knew I I know the right thing to ask Chris. <laughs> nope. 
Short and sweet from Chris. It yep. it is an underrated studio at Bethesda. Changed my mind. <laughs> Don't at me. I will fight you <laughs> with my fists. With my fists. That's just like a, a meme I'd seen about Minecraft. I just dug a hole with my goddamn fists. How do you how do you cut down trees in mine fists? With this one's right here. Good enough for Indiana Jones, right? True, true, true. Indiana Jones didn't like using guns. Why would he? He doesn't need to. He has his quick wit and intelligence and his fists. Cause he has used his gun pretty a couple times though. But but you, he tries not to. You know what the great so, thing yeah. is though about fit your fists though? They never run out of ammo. This is true. Never run Does out of ammo. Does that mean Indy then is Batman because Batman didn't like guns? And no, because the because, artifacts that Indiana Jones sold off to the museum, that's where he got his money from for those wonderful toys. No, because Batman's dad is not Sean Connery. Batman's dad is dead. We know that for a fact. It's been beaten into us. Uh, With the exception of when Batman is dead. Right. And, and his then, dad is Batman. And then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, or, or like one of his weirdly adopted children that aren't quite adopted, but are. Yep. Or his actual son, because yep. you know that happens sometimes. Um, but no, uh, Indiana Jones. If Indiana Jones could be uh, Batman, could be a descendant of Indiana Jones. Because it, if you think, because if you think about it, let's let's do mm. some kind of quick thing. If I mean, Indy had a son. We know this, and Indy yeah. was around in the 1940s, <laughs> right? So if Indy had a son, then his son grows old and has kids. Has a daughter. Daughter marries Bruce Bruce Wayne's father. Yeah, they're the Waynes. The Waynes have ba have Batman, and there you go. So he could be Batman's great grandfather. <laughs> Sorted canon right there. <laughs> Nailed it. Ten out of ten. <laughs> then, which would make when Batman goes back in time even weirder. Though I bet you there has been a Batman Indiana Jones crossover. Oh, we'd have to look for that. Probably. Probably plenty of uh, Batman Indiana Jones crossovers. So, well, that's the news on Apex. James, did you have any news at all? Uh, yes. Uh, turning over to uh, geo geopolitics here for a second, um, because uh, we here at the United States just love, absolutely love putting tariffs on absolutely fucking everything. Uh, We're good at the, that. The United States is uh, considering putting a 20, uh, 25% uh, tariff on video game consoles. Dumb. Idiots. Um, Dumb. Hilarious. I mean, that doesn't affect us. Yeah, PC Master Race <laughs> here. Fucking GGOP. I mean, we've, we've already had our semiconductors and processors already, already tariffed, so we've yep. been dealing with it. Now all you plebs in the in the console world have to deal with it. Welcome to our <laughs> life. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Do you know who doesn't put tariff on things? Steam. <laughs> you know who doesn't sell your 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 information to the Chinese government? Steam. Steam loves you. Gabe Newell loves you. He wants to keep you safe and provide Hi, you. I'm Gabe Newell. It wants to wants to provide you with discount video games. By Thank way, you Summer for playing on the platform of Steam. Please Summer buy sales. more games. <laughs> Summer sales coming soon. 
And uh, by the way, thank you very much, Geo, for the extra dollar donated to Extra Life. We're now at 304, uh, 547. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I, what was I going to look up? I was going to look up something. I completely forgot. It was, it was another news article that I knew about that we, we should have talked about. Um, or the uh, the legislation that's coming in. They actually like defined things, like but the, is... yeah, but the loot box isn't that being illegal. Yes. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, this is this is a great one. A, there's a Forbes article that people should read. That it's about overall <laughs> Overwatch. Uh. Uh. Characters are already cops, so maybe it's time to stop writing ridiculous cl- clickbait articles again, because um. <laughs> Uh, the new Overwatch skins came out, and I, I'm going to get this name correctly. Writer Doug, uh, Dante Douglas uh, from Vice uh, put up an article saying that uh, mil- that uh, Overwatch overglorifies the militarization of police because of the skins they release. Sure, why not? It's not because people just want their character to look pretty. <laughs> or that they aren't they weren't cops already in the goddamn They were superhero cops in the goddamn They story. were literally superhero cops. And because they were too militarized, they got blown up. It's literally the story. <laughs> Welcome to the plot. Did he even pay attention? Do you, do 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 you read, bro? Hey, bro. <laughs> no, he only do, writes. He only, yeah, of course. As a writer, <laughs> not not well, mind you, but hey, bro, I'll I'll fire shots. Are you kidding? I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'll fire shots at clickbait articles too, all fucking day. Like Christ, yeah. Like sometimes it's founded, a lot of times yeah. it isn't. I'm just surprised this wasn't coming from fucking Polygon. <laughs> Polygon and Kotaku are really just... PewDiePie sneezed on his video. He's a white supremacist. He sneezed on a video, people. White supremacist. Am I wrong? No. You're not. It's pretty accurate. Uh, You gotta love to click my ears on here again. This happened in Overwatch. What's next? Blow your mind. This, no, this, this happened in Overwatch, a game that has been dead for a long time. <laughs> dead since the release of a hamster ball. Exactly. <laughs> Who plays Overwatch anymore? God. That's I mean, let's be honest. It, it, if, if that team isn't stepping away from Blizzard, then the whole thing's just going down. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch is... Oh God! Oh, Doing very poorly. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I rank how good video games are going by how much viewership it's getting on Twitch. Really, really low. Oh, oh, this, yeah, isn't, this isn't good. No, Overwatch is dead. Like, oh. it's fucking dead. Oh, hang on, hang on. Am I, am I missing it? The porn is going to. The porn is literally the only thing keeping it alive right now. Am I, am I missing it here? Oh no. Okay. So Overwatch has 20,000 people watching it right now. Apex Legends, which we have all widely considered to be quote-unquote dead or dying, is at 17K. And this is just basing it on currently people watching on Twitch. Um, Grand Theft Auto has 91K. Fortnite has 105K. League of Legends has 123K. I mean, not surprising there. Uh, You know, WoW at 90 Dota at 87. Just chatting at 78. 
Maybe we're in the wrong thing. We're technically not a just chatting channel. This is technically no. a podcast. Yeah. I mean, if we were yeah. sitting here, theoretically, watching, we could put it in creative. It that it, it, it's it, they have a it, the 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 thing literally says talk shows and podcasts. I mean, we would be lying. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Hearthstone has seventy two k. Wow, still quad. Counter Strike. Counter Strike has thirty four. How old is Counter Strike? It's pretty old. It's pretty but old. to be to be fair though, with Counter Strike, it is it is like the quintessential for um your shooter, your competitive shooters. Auto yeah. chess has twenty one. Fucking Dota Auto Chess has twenty one. Has more viewers right now than Overwatch. <laughs> Dota two has two slots taken up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Think about like, that. It's pretty bad. Think That's... think about that. Even PUBG. Even PUBG. Just it's just sad. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean I told you guys. I told you. Blizzard's dying. Blizzard like I mean we're in the they're last not coming back. What? Yeah. How do you know Blizzard's dying? They're bringing back WoW Classic. And you know what? People are pissed about it. It's it's not good when you're trying to but Hey, remember when the games were the games we made were fun? <laughs> oh. And then people are just like not happy with you re-releasing it. Like people, I believe the reports were saying that people who are who are wow. trying it, who are, who are looking at the thing, the, the testing teams and things, there were complaints. They have a list of things that are not bugs. A list of things that are not bugs. I tell you, you know, the more they, the more they hang around Activision, the more that stinks rubbing off on them, and it's not going to be cleaned off. Bungie peace. Bungie got out. Yeah, yep. uh, <laughs> WoWhead last week said, due to players reporting aspects of WoW Classic that are not actually bugs, Blizzard has made a list of these commonly reported features, such as feared players running quickly, uh, quickly and slower respawn rates. They released a literal list of things that are not bugs that people keep reporting as bugs. They're... It's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, a feature. By the way, I played WoW Classic, it sucked. Not yeah. like this version of WoW, I mean like OG WoW. OG WoW, yeah. It sucked. Like, for me, like, Burning Crusade to Cataclysm was WoW at its best. First expansion to like, like, fifth fourth expansion was like it at its peak the stuff that was coming out was new it was different it was fun it was they they tamped down the grindiness a little bit but you still needed to work hard to get good gear and gear mattered not not like now but whatever that's that's just james being an old mmo player no no like that's that's the thing the the modern mmo era is very very different the whole landscape is very different and it's not good so there's a reason why i think final fantasy is number one right now and it's because it has some of the classic feel of an mmo with the polish of 
modern. So, shall we talk about microtransactions? It's been a while since we've talked about microtransactions. Yeah, let's talk about microtransactions. So, <laughs> I have here in front of me, uh, from bro- broken down, uh, what the United States bill that is mentioning loot boxes and microtransactions, what the bill has defined them as. So, we as well well known media personalities in this industry of course and well known and opinionated in people in this industry are going to probably give you what we think about this so allow me to read according to the proposed bill pay to win microtransactions means this and i quote an add on transaction to incentivize digital entertainment project product that eases the user's progression through the content that otherwise would be available within the game without the purchase of such a transaction, assist the user in a complete in accomplishing an achievement within the game that can otherwise be accomplished without the purchase of such a transaction, to assist mm-hmm. the user in receiving an award associated with the game that is otherwise available in association with the game without the purchase of such a transaction, or permits the user to continue to access the content of the game that had been previously accessible by the user but until it has been made unaccessible after the expiration of a timer or a number of gameplay attempts, or with respect to an interactive digital entertainment product that, from the perspective of a reasonable user of the product, is a gaming a game feature comp- uh, competition with other users, provides the user with a competitive advantage with respect to the game's competitive aspects over users who do not make such a transaction. So far... Thus far, it literally just sounds like if you pay yeah, for a pay game. Yeah, if you pay to win. No, not even if you pay to win, just if you pay for a game. Yep. So, it, it, it's, yeah. So basically, uh, it, it, from what this writer is saying here, uh, only, ex- only exclusions listed in the bill are additional difficulty modes, cosmetic items, and downloadable expansions. Yeah. So if a company wanted to charge for New Game Plus mode, they could do that. Also, the sale of skins in Fortnite and new content expansions for the Elder Scrolls Online would be perfectly acceptable. So, expansions, I get that. Like, if you want to come out with, like, the next WoW expansion or MMO expansion, that makes sense. Uh, I, yeah. I, I feel a little Epic Games lobbying in here. Does anybody else feel that? Yeah, especially with the cosmetic stuff. It's like, hang on. That needs to be included. Yeah. But, like, experience boosters in any MMO? Mm. Uh, selling of characters? In fighting games? Yeah. yeah, they need to be included because, again, they should be or, either part of a DLC, either expansion of a story, or part of the game. Or purchase, what about purchasing new heroes in League of Legends and Dota? Again, same thing. Providing a competitive advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that is that the definition for pay-to-win? That is, that is under the definition of uh, pay-to-win microtransactions. Because oh if you think God. about it, a new character comes out that isn't properly balanced yet and becomes the majority of the picks. Could that not be considered pay to win because it's picked all the no. time because it's too strong? No, because you can access that by playing more frequently and just not buying other things with the in-game stuff that you already earn. So it still follows. Like so it still follows under the pay to win because it would be something that you could access by paying the game. But instead, by you playing pay the game, you, you don't game, have to pay for it. You don't. You can pay, there's no you, expense. But you can pay for it if you want to, to get access right. to it early. That's still that's that's how it's defined in that. 
it's, yeah. it's a that's what I'm saying. Is that it's, it's not it's a poor definition. Yeah, the definition is not good. All right, so loot boxes now, a little bit more okay. narrowly defined. <clears throat> An add-on transaction that, in a randomization or particularly randomized fashion, unlocks a feature of the product, adds or enhances to the entertainment value of the product, or allows the user to make one or more additional add-on transactions that the user could not have made without first making the first add-on transaction and the content of which is unknown to the user until after the user has made the first add-on transaction. That sounds like a loot box, right? That, that yeah. does very much sound like a loot box, yeah. That's a good definition on that. Guy brings up an interesting point here, though. There's one problem with this. Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering online. Packs. Card packs. packs. Card packs. Well, by that definition, I mean, card packs are the original loot box. Yes. So you're, you're going to kill card packs, online games, online card games. Because I know physical card packs are exempt from something like this, like physical Magic the Gathering card packs. But I don't think they're going to get exempt digitally. Which I'm happy about because then we won't, we won't get a ton of card games. Well, yeah, because even then you you've got you know Hearthstone, for example. How often have you faced someone who's bought their way to whooping your ass rather than earning it, earning the cards to get them? Right, like that's that's a thing. Um, it, that one's trickier because it it's basing it off of the format of a physical game. That that one is that one would be one that would need to be fleshed out on a more specific basis. Yeah. If you're doing a digital collectible card game, like it needs to have some sort of defined like comparative to be able to to be functionally made into print too. Like that's that's how I would compare it, as if it has the capacity to be functionally made into print without like changing the majority of the systems in place. Then yeah, that would be fine. But like, it, it is a, it is a, a very a very good definition for a loot box. Mm -hmm. The problem is just that there is nuance in games. So here here is the uh, here is the another crux of the bill. Now I, there isn't I don't find I haven't found the verbiage for it, but this is something we have to look at here. And this this could change the way video games are sold in the United States. The bill would specifically prohibit pay to win microtransactions in loot boxes in minor oriented games meaning games that are geared toward children under the age of 18. That seems fair enough, but the bill proposed it would go even further than that. It would also propose a prohibit pay-to-win microtransaction in loot box games where the publisher or distributor has a constructive knowledge that any user, any of the users are under the age of 18. I see, I don't agree with it just being under 18 because something that Jim Sterling pointed out if you ha if you have a gambling problem, for example, you know, microtransactions on loot boxes, if you have those tendencies, but you're trying to, you know, you're trying to wean yourself off this, this addiction for certain, you know, certain type of gambling, but you're playing these games and you see this, that's another form of gambling that they could fall into. That's another trap that they could fall into. So I don't see why it should just be to under 18 for kids. I believe anyone who has that vulnerability 
can be over over 18 and still do have it right that one turns into the the dispute of autonomy basically right so that that one i i agree with at least doing under 18 because under 18 you know they're they're still kids they're still legally yeah. understood as kids so like under 18 that that makes sense um over 18 at that point it, it becomes like here's the thing i'm i'm very much I don't ban it don't ban it like just even if it's shitty don't ban it the the ultimate goal is to, for for us as the consumer to pressure the fuck out of them to not do loot boxes do you yeah, want to, to know do, what the, to the legal defi- the legal definition or how a a somebody a law professor defines uh constructive knowledge in this case go ahead constructive knowledge requires the operator to make reasonable inferences and at least in some cases investigate for example the operator of a social media service that in way that says in the terms of service is only usable by people who are over the age of 13 yet anyone who uses the service can see that many young children put used to put videos of themselves acknowledge it it probably would have consider actual knowledge and actual knowledge is harder to prove so it's like you have to they have to make a good faith effort to know that people are under the age of 13 they're playing that game and in a society and in a society that we have at least here in the united states where why do i need to parent when i can just buy my 13 year old kid grand theft auto 5 and let him play it you know, you're punishing it's a, it's, you're punishing a video game company for something that's ultimately out of, in some cases out of their control. In most cases, out of their control. In almost all cases, out. Of now their they control. can choose not to put loot boxes in games. That's fine. Okay, that yes, that's ultimately what we want is not have loot boxes in games, or at least to have microtransactions make sense and at least feel agreeable to the product that you're buying. In a sense, mm-hmm. cosmetics, things you wouldn't really be able to buy. You know that kind of stuff. I have no problem with Fortnite skins being purchasable because I don't want to buy them. And ultimately, I could, if, if I, you know, if I wanted my Fortnite guy to look like John Wick, I would buy the skin. But I instead play Payday 2 and want my Payday 2 guy to look like John Wick and also have no want or will to ever play Fortnite ever again in my fucking life. Um, that makes sense to me. But it just seems like, you know... Okay, it seems like okay, yeah. So you uh you made this product, but Timmy's mom bought it for him and now Timmy bought like $100 worth of loot boxes. So we're going to sue the video game company cuz Timmy bought the loot boxes. When the fucking parents were the problem to begin with because they didn't do the research, they didn't understand. Um and I guess this may be going away in a couple years anyways because more parents are parents who have played video games in the past and have a knowledge and understanding of what video games are and will at least be able to make a more informed decision on what to buy their kids because they have a basic understanding of what video games are what they're acceptable and what playing them means i know if i had a son and he said daddy can you get me grand theft auto 5 i would go "Mm, no (laughs) uh but but we can sit down and play some other game. I would be happy to sit down and play other games with you. And would I present those kind of games to my son or daughter earlier? Sure. If I felt that a child was mature enough to understand the concepts of the games, I would be happy to give them a Grand Theft Auto V. 
I would add the stipulation that I play it with them so that, number one, because I wouldn't mind playing it with them, but two, so I could add context to the game. So I could bring in, because as as crazy and as violent and as drug-ridden as Grand Theft Auto's, and I'm using that as a thing, there are great teachable moments in that game. The, the As much as the satire stuff, there's, there are moments where you can look at that and you can say, see what happened there? See how this person has become a horrible person? These are the choices he made in his life that had that. Now, you are young. Learn, Take this as a learning example. Don't do what he did. Don't, you know, rob a bank. Betray your friends. Distance yourself from people who are trying to help you. You know, and you won't have the same problems. It's it, it, You can use these things as, in a positive light. Instead of it just being the Nancy Reagan, all video games are evil because Mortal Kombat characters rip out people's skulls. Yeah, it's all down to context and how mature your your kids are and how you use it. it really is. Absolutely. The um, ESA, the uh, Entertainment Software Association, uh, has a response for this. Bill. Yeah. Ready? You ready to, for me to read this? <clears throat> this legislation is flawed and riddled with inc- inaccuracies. It does not reflect how video games work, nor how the industry strives to deliver innovative and compelling entertainment experiences to our audience. The impact of this bill will be far-reaching and ultimately prove harmful to the player's experience, not to mention more than two 120,000 Americans employed by video game industries. We encourage the bill's co-sponsors to work with us and raise awareness about the tools and information in place to keep controls of the video game play and in-game spending parent in parents' hands rather than in the government's. And I say to ESA, very simply, bullshit. They know exactly what they're doing. You guys didn't control the AAAs when they were trying to sponge money out of all of us, out of vulnerable people, and you got caught with your hands in the cookie jars, and now you don't like it because you got caught. And you didn't do anything about it. So Philosophically speaking, I agree with the statement that is said. I, I agree with the statement they said. I, 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 I don't know that much about like any of their shenanigans or fucking anything that they've done, but what they're saying in that message it it i would i agree with it don't get me wrong it should be on the parents it should not be on the company it it, it should be that we the consumer here ultimately are the ones taking control over over that if we don't want loot boxes don't buy loot boxes that's that's the ultimate thing like it's it 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 said it's it sounds simple enough and, and ultimately it's just yeah parent your kids really like pay attention don't auto credit card your goddamn accounts like make it have to get punched in every time yeah game it's, cards it's simple financial responsibility on that part game cards exist for a reason my parents didn't when i played wow my parents didn't want me having their credit card information they just bought me game cards mhm 60 days at a pop Boom, there you go. I don't have a credit card information and I get to play WoW and they don't have to worry about me going spending money. Credit WoW, I didn't have microtransactions back then, but even still nowadays. Yeah, we definitely didn't then. I mean, we were under a strict sort of 
line with sort of game, you know, games and things like that. I, you know, my mum and dad used to just buy us random stuff. We bought this for you. You might like it. You know, <laughs> sort of thing we did until we started the, money. Yeah, it was. It was at. It was at the the whim of the parents ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was when we first got our PlayStation Two. My dad bought it, and he bought two games. He bought Gran Turismo A Aspect for my brother because he likes sports mm. games, and he bought me Metal Gear Solid Two. And he bought me Metal Gear Solid 2, not because he knew anything about video games. He knew absolutely nothing. He was the, he would be, And he would be the first person to tell you he doesn't know a damn thing and he doesn't care to. But because he recognized the words tactical espionage action. Now, even though my dad knows nothing about video games, my dad has read and has read a lot of Tom Clancy novels, a lot of war histories, a lot of like those kind of books. And so, you know, he understands the concepts behind those words and he understood the rating. Which was T, I believe T for teen back then, right? For Metal Gear Solid 2 was T? Mm, I believe so. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Like, Chris, I, we're not living yeah, in the early 90s anymore. Yeah. It was, no, it was rated M for Mature. Um, But he felt I could understand the concepts of it. Because he, he looked at it and went, it's tactical espionage action. I understand those words. You know, this game looks like it's fun. And I was as and as somebody at my age, I was able to play it and understand it. Granted, we didn't have a uh, we 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 didn't have a memory card, so I had to play through the tanker level every single time. And I never got past it because I kept like you know not being able to save my game. But that was that that was the kind of stuff. And then like, did he make an informed decision? My my grandmother bought a little bit when I was a little a lot older. Brought my brother who was sixteen at the time. Wanted Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we're at Circuit City. And uh, yeah, this shows you dating. Circuit City still exists. And we're in there. And my grandmother goes, what does your brother want? And, he goes, and I go, and well, he wants Grand Theft Auto Vice City. She goes, well, I'll just buy it for him. And I laughed. And my mom's like, mom, do you, do you know what this game's about? She's like, no. And I'm like, I do. She's like, well, tell me. I said, it's basically Scarface, the video game. You're in Miami, the drug running, hookers, cocaine, 1980s, the whole deal. And my grandmother, God bless her soul, looks me right in the eye and then looks at my mom and went, you want to know what? He's got to learn about it sometime. I'd rather have him learn about it from video games than do it going out and figuring about it in real life. That's pretty good. That's a good response. I yeah, made, I, I like it. I held nothing back. I told her exactly what was in the game. And my 80-something-year-old grandmother went, fuck it. He's got to learn about it. Might as well be animated. Because you know the whole bit with it, this, though, is, is down to greed from... Oh, yeah. It, that's, it, that's the... It's, the it's crux. greed from shareholders, and it's probably greed from politicians wondering, fuck, we missed out on this. We can't Well, okay. It. Here's and the thing. Looking- here's the thing it, it may be the greed for the shareholders but that's because their games keep fucking flopping let me reiterate this the whole thing that we don't like our loot boxes we don't want them look what it's done ea has dropped so much shit blizzard is dying anyone that's putting these huge microtransactions into their games. The ones that exist now are the ones that are doing simple things that are really not necessary and they don't push it. 
all of the big titles that keep trying to push their loot boxes keep dying. Name we are self-regulating. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> we don't buy their shit. We don't need this shit. It's unnecessary. My kid, my kid spends too much money on Fortnite. Well, maybe you should spend more time with your kids and not let Figure them play 60 hours of Fortnite. Go find something to play with your kid. No, here's, here's the big thing. Here's the biggest thing is that they need more side seat co-op in yeah. games. They need to bring that back. We don't want to have, people don't want to have to buy two PlayStations to hook up two TVs next to each other to play with their kid. Like yeah, couch co-op, couch. Couch co-op, just bring couch co-op back. You will see a significant rise in happy gaming stories between parents and kids. Like, that's what you'll see. That's why it worked so well with our generation. That's why we had controversies left and right. Absolutely. Oh but. yeah, <laughs> the original Grand Theft Auto be was a uh, there was a story that was made up for publicity from it. Now the guy who did it turned out to be a creepy twat at the end of the day, mm -hmm. um, but it was effective what he did. He made up a story saying kids were going into local like um, stores and buying Grand Theft Auto even though they weren't meant to. It worked. It got them publicity. Going, oh, well, this game. Let's have a look what this game's about. Mm hmm. Like we've gotten to the point where that type of shit. It doesn't it doesn't shock anyone anymore because, you know, there's there's so many things. There's so many options that we have games that are adult only. We have a rating adult only, which is specifically keep this out of the fucking hands of kids. It's either awful and full of terrible things way beyond just mature. It's just not it's there for the shock factor or it's just straight sex. Like we have a rating for that. We have a system in place and it it does work when people pay attention to it. But the problem we face in today's setup is that we don't have the connection between the person playing the game and the person buying the game that we used to when you could sit down and play the game together. When you could sit down with your kid and play through a game. When I played through Diablo with my dad because we had the option of, we had you know enough little junk computers, but we had the capacity to sit down and play the game together. I was like five. I was real fucking little when it happened. Well, but, when we were, it wasn't until we were like, you know, Rob, you know, Rob was about fifteen. I was about twelve. Were we allowed to have our like our Amiga upstairs? Yeah, our, like, our Spectrum and our Amiga at first were downstairs in the living room, so we could play alongside Dad. We could actually show this bit, so we could keep an eye on what our we PlayStation did. Two was in the living room because it was also the DVD player. That's how I pitched it to my dad. He wanted a DVD player. I wanted a PlayStation. I asked him, "Hey, why don't we get this? Because it's fifty dollars more than a than than a DVD player." Hell, two weeks, two to three weeks before my dad died, right? We had the doctor around visiting him because he wasn't feeling good, and he complained at the doctor that I wasn't allowing him to play the PS3. That I didn't take the PS3 down for him to play on. <laughs> It's like, well, you know, you get better, I'll do it. It's, you know, because I used to play Jimmy White's World with Snook with Dad. I used to play Bomberman with Dad. We used to, he used to play Settlers, the set, the original Settlers for fucking hours each day. Being home, keeping an eye on Mum, you know. It was it's stuff like this. So we grew up with Dad playing games alongside him. But the big thing that, that people buy games for kids for 
that they don't realize like the age ratings is one simple line anything for a quiet life i'll do it and the ultimately and this is where chris you said here about couch co-op mm-hmm. people nowadays have even less excuse and i will explain to you why every almost everybody has a smartphone almost everybody has google on their smartphone you can take fucking five minutes to google what the game is and read a review of it online and here's the thing people like the reviews are shorter and shorter and more concise right you can find out what the game is about in a single paragraph and you can identify like okay this is either good or bad for the like th- this is either going to be a problem or it's not or you can this watch is... the fucking trailer that the company puts out on youtube it's mm-hmm. a minute and 30 seconds you're all the information video gameplay you're gonna go well my kid probably shouldn't be playing sekiro dies twice and this is why why uh leading into something a little bit like what happened earlier this week um gabe's journalists are still important in this day and age the problem is that our game's journalists vary so drastically. Yeah. One guy, I'm I... not going to say his name because it's fair on him, but um, did you hear, because obviously we had the European elections this week. So we had to take part of it. Uh, a member of the, the Brexit Party leader, Mr. Nigel Farage. Um, him really... and another lovely, lovely man. <clears throat> I say that <laughs> coughing, and yeah, it was a guy called Tommy Robinson. Who, um, well, they 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 went to people's yards because there was milkshakes there, and they were thrown at them. And so yeah, so this journalist was all about saying about how it was okay to throw milkshakes at these people because they're horrible people, and. A YouTuber decided to take it upon himself to nick to get the guy's email, send his followers after him by sending, you know, like all these signups to like these gay websites and everything that you would do as a prank. But basically, there was people threatening to break his legs because he said about throwing milkshake at someone. It's like oh, this this reaction is just silly. But it's important for games journalists to not necessarily insight insight <laughs> pranks like this but it is important for them to actually say okay here's the news about gaming here's what because they're still relevant hell we are still relevant i miss adam sessler adam sessler was the guy i used to go to he was crass he was rude but he gave you his god honest opinion about something if he didn't like it he would just tell you i did not like this game Mm-hmm. I didn't he's he's like I didn't care for it. And he burnt out. He's he's still in the industry as a consultant and he burnt out and I feel bad about that, but you know, when he was on X Play and after that, just like he was he was intelligent, he was witty, he was funny in his reviews, but if he didn't like something, he he told you why he didn't like it. Because he wasn't afraid of not getting the next copy of the game when it came out. Exactly. Companies are too quick to blacklist if they if they get a reaction they don't like. And it's like, well, make the next game better. Yeah. 
and and to be honest, a little I'm gonna take a little a small shot at games journalists. If you get blackmailed, buy the game yourself. Yeah, rather than rather than going well. So so come. you're a couple of days late on the review. If if you have a good enough following, they're gonna watch. People are gonna read it anyways. Yeah. So who cares? Buy it yourself. Then if the company comes and yells at you, oh, you wrote a bad review. I spent my money on it. You, you remember how there's this thing called retro reviews where we review games that are ancient. Yeah. Gaming terms. It doesn't matter when you do the review. It really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's more impactful when it's like if you start it, if you start at a, a reasonable time. But like, you're if you have your following, if the people who uh, tends to agree with the games that you enjoy, if they tend to have the same liking trends that you do, and for the same reasons, if they find the games that you find fun, fun, they're still going to follow you because you're the person who they go to and go, hey, they've consistently found things that I like and consistently disliked things I also disliked. That's what it's about. Yes. And doesn't need to be numbers. Yeah. Numbers don't matter. It's like it's like who's lines anyways. Everybody gets points and they don't matter. Yeah. Is I think good? the numbers is rating it right? Is it rubbish? I, I think the number rating does have, have some merit. The problem is the bloat on it. Yeah. I it, think if if I were to do a number like I, I think I could feasibly do a number system and kind of provide some level of accuracy to what I feel and see. I wouldn't be able to say it's like it's a hard and fast. This is definitive, and I think there is a a merit to having like the fan review number systems for the averages too. The problem is on super massive bulk sites. It is the average media critic. <laughs> fucking Metacritic is is a fine example. It, it's the average of what people put down, not necessarily what people feel. And so like. On smaller sites that might have something similar, you you can probably find a more accurate representation. You could find those numbers. And also, review don't forget review bombs are a thing too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, if I when I think when I've reviewed games on this channel, I do it in a three. I, I use three. I use a three a three thing metric. It's not even a video. It's not even numbers. It's buy it, wait for sale, don't buy it. Because essentially those are the things. It's like buy it, wait for it to go on sale, or just don't buy it. And even yeah, like, and even still, like you know, my 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 sensibilities are skewed. I will tell everybody to buy Football Manager. I think it's a great game. I've sunk the most amount of time into that game. Chris probably would would find a little bit of enjoyment in it, but not as much as I do. It, it would definitely be something I'd buy on sale. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's from and, Sega. Like, Fucking Sega. <laughs> like you. Doom. That's my buy list. That's just immediate. Buy it now. Full price. Love it. I'm not I'm not gonna spoil the game for you. Um but Rage 2 has a very doomy feel feel to it. That see, I could tell it will have that feeling. Even just by down the way to they the had music. the trailer. Like, I'm even, so excited. I'm so excited. Music. 
yeah, even a little bit. I played of Rage so far, and it's yeah, that I immediately went, wow, this this does feel very Doom like. Rage for me, which is was not... kind of what they were trying to go for for the for the original Rage. Uh, I believe the original Rage was an attempted at tw- uh, Doom twenty sixteen, but it just didn't have the feel they needed, so they they kind of turned it into something else. If I'm remembering the story correctly, it makes sense. It's it's a very that's very Japanese, like Japanese developers do that kind of thing. Yeah. If they they'll be making something true to form to the old game, and if they add too many new mechanics, they just make the, its own game. To, so now you can Second think about row. how <laughs> how how many how many video games have come out of Japan that were really great that were like that that were originally supposed to be the sequel to the game that you loved. So many of them. Probably. So many of them are probably. like that. Probably. Um. I I I'm trying to remember a tweet I read earlier this. I forget what it was from. It was from one of our close friends. Uh, I responded to it. Let me pull it up. It's um, and it got me thinking. And they asked, "What is the best video game music you've ever heard?" That's a very difficult like thing to put a finger on, right? I know a lot of people. A lot of people will instinctively say the Final Fantasy series, but I, I would I I can't say that's true. Which which is like. I mean, like, if you think about it, they, they kind of were the golden age, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking that span between, like, 8 and, like, 12, where, like, everything was orchestral. Oh, yeah, it was Reverse Pro Gamer. Hey, gamers, what is the best game music soundtrack, original score or song that goes with it? Um... And my, and my, and my comment to this, because it, it's from that era was the opening theme to Chrono Cross. Which, in my mind, I mean, that is a game, if you look at it, was the sequel to a hugely beloved SNES game. One of the ones that has... One of the games that defined a JRPG. As much so as Final Fantasy. It's a sequel. And the music is so etched into that game that it really brings out the differences because you're jumping between two worlds and how drastic the music is in each one of those worlds when you're in the overworld map the music is different when you go into each of the towns the music is different when you have different bat the battle music is drastically different and it's it's huge and it's all orchestral and it really brings through the feel of the game and i think it would suffer and that was my biggest thing is like, how would this suffer? This game would be much worse if it wasn't for this orchestral score. And I then went thinking about it and I'm like, I don't know of, and I could be wrong here, any games recently that I can't that have come out and where I thought, hey, you know, that music score was fucking amazing. Like, I need to get that. I need to listen to that song. I think the closest for that that sort of score of late of recent times for me would be have to be the Uncharted series. So that whole thing across the board was just you know it was it had that epic action film feel to it, you know. Right, but I mean, really, like anything. I mean, Devil May Cry was great, but the music but was. The music yeah. was ultimately forgettable. It fit the mood. I liked the music. I liked that you could choose the one you could get. But, you know, it, essentially it was just devil trigger eight different ways. 
yeah, and that was the only one. Whereas the whole, whereas you know the other stuff, like again, the Uncharted bits, or even Metal Gear Solid. But we're talking games that have come out years ago. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about like current now games. God of War, good soundtrack, but the God of War took advantage of sound by having there be an absence. There was plenty of times where you were just sitting quietly rowing the boat with with Kratos and his son. And that was more impactful than having a grand music score. Because it, it, it you felt that especially the, especially when spoilers, uh they were fighting and he had and Trace figured out that he was a god and he didn't and he was being petulant and that made those silences even worse. Yeah. In the beginning, it was Kratos just didn't know how to talk to his son. It, it's essentially it's it is a dad simulator, but I can't I can't think of any any games in recent memory. That nothing off the top of my head, and that's the problem because if if they if they were that impactful, you didn't sleep go, ding. I have one title. Is it Doom? It is not Doom. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I have one title, and I I call it recent. It, it's hard to place a finger on it. it. It it came out, you know, pretty close to like what, 6 years ago. So I'll I'll be willing to put that into recent. It's it's the same it's the same with like Drake. Drake came out like that many years ago too. But I would say Bastion is yeah. really the only one. Bastion's not a AAA game. Bastion is a Not a AAA game, game, but everybody should own Bastion. I don't care who you are. You should you should own Bastion. Uh great game. It 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 is. It it I don't I dare I I would dare say Bastion is one of those ones that flirts between art and video game. Much like Journey. Yeah. Because of how it is such a complete product. Have you tried Figment? Because that's along those lines. Bastion works really well. I'm just I'm trying to think like so I'm I'm I I will play I will play the opening to Bastion. I'm going to pull up the videos. We're, we're going to watch videos guys uh today. I I've just decided that the trailers but they're not going to be our normal trailers. I'm going to do the Chrono Cross HD opening because that's the one I chose. Chris, mm -hmm. do you want me to do Bastion's opening? Yeah, go for it. Will, do you want me to find something from Drake? Yes, please. It's it's very hard to like. I and I and, and as we as we've alluded to it, that could be, that could be the problem with some of the major. I guess something I could see is maybe something to point to with AAA titles. Is that, it's all about the visual wow factor, but not they're not looking at the complete, product. Near. Near Automata. Near Automata. I, ha I haven't played it, so I can't say. Near Automata, the soundtrack, it's, it's hauntingly beautiful. It sticks with you. Like, when you hear it again, I actually started listening to it, like, on the on, on Spotify. Because I was just like, I haven't played the game in a while, and I just wanted to listen to the soundtrack. That's the only game I can think of. And Squ Square Enix is the only one who has any level of focus on the music, on the sound design. And and, I, and is that is that due to Nobuo Uematsu, probably? I don't know if he was the one who did 
Nier's soundtrack. I'll check. All right, I'm just I'm I'm just pulling up something from Drake now. Actually, I think it's this one. I'm going to post because these are all names. I'm going to post this into our admin. Actually, I'm just going to post it in the general chat with no context. The soundtrack to Nier was composed by a collaboration of the studio Manaka, consisting of Keiichi Okabe, Kakeru Ishihama, and Keigo Hoashi, along with Takafumi Nishimura from Kavia, the, uh, the game's developer. So it wasn't it wasn't the usual. The usual suspects. It's it wasn't the usual suspects. The so th that's the only game I can think of in recent history in a AAA game. I mean, don't get me okay. So don't get me wrong. Mick Gordon is incredibly iconic, and I listen to his music from his games outside of it. But I, Doom would still, no, Doom wouldn't be Doom if it didn't have the music. But I. I have a hard time listening to Doom's music separately. Proper story. I use it to set moods, but I don't just like listen to it. Um, Prey would still be Prey without the music. Don't get me wrong, though. I love that techno track. Everything's going to be fine. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Like, the music of, of that game is beautiful. It works well on its own, but the game does not suffer without it. Right. Okay. Here we go. Got all the stuff. First things first. Bastion. We're going Bastion, Uncharted, and uh, then Chrono Cross. Uh, by the way, I, cho I chose Uncharted 2. I feel nice. Uncharted 2 is probably the peak of the series. Just nice. my just, just my opinion. Just my opinion. So here we go. We'll swap over. Proper story is supposed to start at the beginning. Ain't so simple with this one. Now here's a kid whose whole world got all twisted, leaving him stranded on a rock in the sky. He gets up, sets off for the bastion, where everyone agreed to go in case of trouble. Ground forms up under his feet as it point the way. He don't stop to wonder why. Finds his lifelong friend just lying in the road. Well, it's a touching reunion. He sees what's left of the rippling walls, years of work undone in an instant, in the calamity. That a survivor? No, ma'am. It's a gas fella. Forced out from underground, kid pops him good. Got a holder still to spin up the chamber. Kid's worked up quite a thirst by now, so that fountain looks real inviting. Sometimes you just need a drink. 
the school of squirts tunnels up around them. Must have fled here from the mines. So, that gives you an idea of Bastion. Just beautiful music and also narr narration. Yeah, especially where the fact that it, it talks exactly about what you're doing. Even if you die, you don't come back and say, mention something like here, change direction. I think really, I, really good how they've done that. I, re I remember hearing a story, and I think this did happen. He couldn't be there for it, but a couple invited the narrator of Bastion to their wedding. Right. And he couldn't be there for it, but he sent them a bunch of MP3s. So he's like, Brides walking down the aisle. Beautiful as all. <laughs> just that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yo, that guy gets it. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, here's the thing about, about that narrator, if, if I'm remembering correctly, is that he actually doesn't play video games. He doesn't care about video games at all. Makes sense. It was just that he has a great voice. And they were just like, would you please? And he was like, yeah, sure. I think that's the, how the best ones go. So, here's Uncharted. Until more action. 
But you can see with Drake, once again, action moments rise and fall with, with the neat, with the action. And by the way, probably the most iconic sequence from the first game, the second game. Yeah, climbing, climbing from the train. That's my The point. whole train sequence is huge. And then you've also got the city one where you're getting chased by the, the helicopter. That's a, that. That's my blood. That that's a lot of my blood. It's a lot of my blood. And finally, uh, last but definitely not least, my pick, uh, Chrono Cross. By the way, a game that also starts off with you playing through a middle sequence of the game before going back to the beginning. That seems to be a fairly frequent thing at times. I mean, you look at Devil May Cry 5 did the same thing. Where you start in the middle, you play through some of it, go back to the beginning. Yep. And then wrap it up once you catch up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... It's Chrono Cross is a is is a wonderful RPG, a very much a PlayStation One era RPG, but beautiful. And and I I firmly believe it's they don't make they don't make them like they used to. They don't make them like that. It's probably because due to production schedules, because Chrono Cross was done when it was done. 
it was not I don't think it's something they rush. I think that's something also Square Enix learned from Final Fantasy Seven because of the whole Aerith debacle. Yep. <laughs> By the way, I I am I am excited for that game. The remake. Yeah, the remake looks really good, doesn't it? It looks pretty. It <laughs> I'm looks... glad that they remade all of it. Yeah. Not just like some of it. I hope they keep in all the stuff that they had. Also, good choices on all the voice actors. Right? Hmm. Right? I'm I'm happy. It's because I actually I think they have the voice actors who have played those characters in all the voice acted iterations of their games. Coming back, so like the Cloud Strife you've heard since Kingdom Hearts is the Cloud Strife, the guy who's voicing Cloud Strife here. Yeah, um, yeah. I liked I liked the way that they made. Uh, I know some people were complaining about the way Cloud looked. I like the way he looks. How he does look like gangly and sickly and stuff because. It makes sense why he would look like that, because he's pretty fucked up after, at the beginning of that game. Yeah, <laughs> that he is. Uh, yeah, it's it's totally it's totally ready. I like the way Aerith looks. Um, I'm excited for Tifa. Um, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Hey, or imagine what Red Thirteen is going to look like, and Sid, God, Sid, holy shit. Um, in my mind, Sid has Matthew McConaughey's voice. <laughs> Does that work for you guys? Yeah, that worked for me. I want Red Thirteen to have Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, Red, Red, yeah, Red should have Idris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just mm, that voice. Or the guy who was Horizon Zero Dawn and the um, the the reception clerk in John Wick. Oh, yes. The guy for the Continental. Yes. Hello, Mr. Wick. I I will never do his voice just, but no, very much so. Um, That very, very deep ethnic voice. I can say that, right? That's not Mm -hmm. not weird. It's fine. That's fine. fine. Those are words. Those are words. Um, I also just like Red having a little bit of a a, a twang in the... uh, I, I would like him to do um, I know because I know he's done it when he you hear him talk him do uh, I forget where he's from but he's from the specific borough of London that's got kind of he does not it's not Cockney, but you know oh he got the burb, mm. got some burbs down there. I forget probably South London. Probably South yeah kind of like like imagine that kind of a thing coming from Red. He's mm. Red's supposed to be a kid so have him be kind of that kind of a street kid with that kind of stuff. I think Idris could do a great a great job there. They won't because they won't like get anybody worth anything. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad it's like okay, but we all we all know that Nolan North will probably show up as like Sidra as is like, you know, what's his face, the kid in the white jacket who's like your antagonist for the first part of the game, Shinra. Mm-hmm. You Troy Baker. <laughs> of course. They they just need to, you know somebody is making a game where it's like Troy Baker versus uh, Nolan North as voice actors. It's just they voice all the characters. They what two separate factions. You can join the Nolan North faction or the Troy Baker faction. The Norths or the Bakers. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a weird civil war. I guess we're on to what a great been... sky, uh, a, a great spy <laughs> film. It, it cut the new DLC coming for uh, coming for uh, 
Left 4 Dead. The new Splinter uh, no, Cell. No, no, the, um, what the hell is the Wild West game that just came out? Oh, uh, Red Dead Red Dead. Red Dead 2. Yeah. The, the Bakers in the Norths. <laughs> so speaking of that, as you literally to do, what have we been playing this week? I have exactly one number to answer mm-hmm. you. And that is Final Fantasy XIV. Being a free company leader is a lot of work. Uh, I, I have had a considerable donation from our darling friends. And uh, we are working our way slowly to getting a free company house. Um, we have a lot of money to make up. We need basically 20 million gil. And, uh, we're at two, right? We have two. Yeah. We're, we're about three. Should I buy a personal house in that game, or should I just wait for the company one? I mean, buying a personal house, you can find them for like 350k to 500k for the apartments. 500k for the apartments is the easiest one to do. You can just grab one room. Um, so that's something, you know, that's that's totally up to you. Okay, well, we'll figure that out later. Um, I'm pretty, I actually have a few games I've played. I'm just going to list them really quick because I was on vacation. Um, how do you game when you're on vacation? Uh, first of all, you bring your laptop with you and only can play games that you can play on your laptop. So I have been playing Battle Brothers. Right. Uh, the turn-based, randomly seated RTS roguelite. Look it up. It's good. It's a lot of fun. They had a new DLC drop. Uh, but when I came home, uh, I had Rage 2, which I've played a bit of. Total War Three Kingdoms, which is Dynasty Warriors, done by Total War. Also, because I need to buy something when Creative Assembly like does it, because we know we need to support our friend and artist Sammy. Uh, so here's for you, Sammy. I, I hopefully I that you get a cut Hashtag of. Plug. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you get a cut of what I just uh, what I just paid for that game, but uh, totally worth it. Also, because I played a shit ton of Dynasty Warriors uh, growing up. Because I played you know, a fair amount too. It was good. Because we thought it was Lu Bu and Cow Cow, not Cao Cao. It really says. And uh, Lu, Lu, and everybody wanted to be Lu Bu and Zhao Hudun and Zhang Yu and Lu Bei and Zhang Fei and Guan Yu. Those are all names. They all are just, in this game, too. Uh, I just like playing Nobunaga. Nobunaga. Oh, that's Japan, though. Not China. There was a Japanese one. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one I played the most. That was the Samurai Empires? Something like that. Sure. They only made three of those. They're on like 12 of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Koei Temko. Keep pumping them out. And uh, I have also played Final Fantasy because I am in Chris's free company. And uh, Joined free in character as well. Yeah. Since, since we roleplay, we, we got him in, in character. Nice. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go fight these things, huh? Yes. Who else are you bringing? Yes. You didn't answer my question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I. Oh, you're one of oh. fine. Oh, okay. Okay. I- I'll help. I'll help. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, I basically don't know what I'm doing in the game. I have yet to watch any of the story cutscenes. Uh, as far as I know, I'm a murder hobo. That's working as a wet working wet worker for a bunch of for a secret clandestine organization that just got fucking murdered and they threw all their bodies onto a cart. Pretty uh, 
pretty accurate so far. Yep, that's about where I'm at. Also, I like dance for little leaf people and pet cat girls on heads and deliver yeah. soup and kill rats. I am the warrior of light. I at level 35. This <laughs> <laughs> is like halfway no. to max level. No. <laughs> yes. No. 35 level is when 60. I had to do the, the rat quest. Oh, at oh okay. I thought you were talking about what level you were now. No, yeah, no. you're right there. But no. no, when I was 35, I was yeah, killing yeah. rats. Okay, yeah, yeah. for a guy in a leopard print thong, and then I had this to happens. then I had to cut a rock bigger than faster than he could. That was a thing. And then I had to help them make like bathtub gin to throw a beach party. I'm, also I'm, I'm not making this shit up. This is the main story quest. I had to go into a dungeon to get goblin cheese. I had to make base. I had to find an old tortured war hero because he's the only guy who knows how to make special fucking wine, and help had him help me make wine. And then like I had to go to a farmer to help him farm stuff to get green so I could make the salads so we could have a beach party. So a bunch of old retired heroes could tell me about how shitty they were at doing their job in a dungeon for me to go fight in. I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> it's pretty that's, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 is a game of memes. If you like memes, play Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> so you were playing dude. Yes, that that's literally was yesterday. <laughs> that was what I did yesterday. It was nice. good. <laughs> oh yeah, we also played into a dungeon and disconnected halfway through and had to stop. Oh. Not yeah. our fault, though. Not our fault. Not our fault. Not our fault. Yeah, I hate that when that happens. So, uh, what I've been playing, well, I played two versions of Snooker. One for myself, uh, one alongside Will's toy clearance, because uh, we're playing the best of 35 frames, and currently, after the first session, he's winning 6-2. So and also played... What, like, a month to do? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that snooker was invented in the English aristocratic gentlemen clubs because they wanted to have to tell their wives they're only going to play one more game and one more game <laughs> takes 12 hours <laughs> yeah. so they wouldn't have to go home to their wives. Well, I think it took us what? That one? It took us about four hours, so yeah, you know, you're on the right lines. I, I know billiards. I've played eight-ball billiards. I've played nine-ball billiards. Snooker, there's like different colored balls lined up on different lines. You know what? And Will Will knows. I have taken I, – I personally have gone through great lengths to understand English sports. I am yep. a huge football fan. Yep. I have a working knowledge of on how cricket works. Yep. I have an understanding on how F1 racing works. I am not learning snooker. I draw the line there. Because there's it's literally fine. five people who like it. And they follow you on Twitter now because you are you're like the only person creating snooker content online. <laughs> and those five people are like the five people who created both of those games. And I'm happy they did. Because you all have something to share in common. But I am I am I'm not learning snooker. I know how to play bumper pool too. But, like, Snooker just, like, I don't get it. <laughs> There's colored balls. It's weird. It's confusing. You have to dress up in a bow tie with a vest. You know, it is an aristocrat's game. It is a very English game. 
and I'm just gonna let you that that's where I draw draw my. It's line. a game for Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I expect Markiplier to be narrating a snooker match. Oh no 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 the 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 plumber Mark. True. Yeah, but it's I'm, a game I'm, for Mark. But if, but in typical my character fashion, I took it and ran with no. it someplace completely else. <laughs> if Markiplier wants to, you know, commentate my matches, that's fine. I don't really have that. People want to look at it. If he does, that would be great. I need some new ASRM to fall asleep to. Also, that man's poor voice. If he is narrating it, it will be so long of a narration. I, I, I But the thing is, is I don't want normal Markiplier. I want like sore voice. Wilfred Warpstash. No, not even that. Wilfred Warpstash. Like Markiplier has a sore voice, but is making content, so he's being as quiet as he physically can. Says like he's coming up that table. He, he's lining up already here. Uh, he, he's going to do a deep screw. That sort Chris, of thing. Chris, we know what we have to do next, right? Mm, maybe we have to shout cast one of Will's snooker games. Yep, but we have to do it in an esports fashion. Yes. That's why I said shoutcast. <laughs> yep. He's lighting up for the red! My god, Jim, I haven't seen anything like this since 1982! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of content now on that to start that. <laughs> well, you see here, Jim, he's got this whole thing lined up, he's got this ball ready to go, and he's gonna take that shot. And What's you know it? what? There's nobody going to stop him in this championship because he is on fire and he is bringing the thunder. He's got a little bit of right English on there. Cap. I don't really know how this is going to play in, but we'll have to keep and see. It's a bold strategy. We'll have to see if it plays out here. Now he's playing that off-meta strategy, the one that was there last season but tended to fall out because of those overhaul patches. And now, now we're looking at him trying to bring it back. And you know what? It's working. It's working. The old classics work here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's an intimidation factor for his opponent. He understands <laughs> that he is bringing sexy back in a big way, Jim. And I completely understand. I forget which one of us is Jim and which one of us isn't. Maybe we're, we're both, both Jim. Jim. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> it's Snooker. Lago, Jim. It's Snooker. <laughs> in the there blue is. corner. <laughs> Brought to you by Jägermeister. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what we're drinking to understand snooker and gold slogger. <laughs> Sunday night bays off. Uh, yeah. So, um, needless to say, yeah. uh, brought to you by rampant alcoholism. <laughs> if if we hit if we hit fifty thousand dollars before November, Chris and me will shout cast one of Will playing snooker against Will. It'll be but yeah, that's a big one. It'll <laughs> it'll be Jim and Jim. Okay. It'll be Jim and Jim. Narrating Will Will. Will. <laughs> Should we go 5K instead? <laughs> me, me and Chris may even, even be... I have Chris, I have a green screen. I have a camera that can take two people and we can have two mics and just wear shirts and ties and jackets. Let's do it. And yes. just be the little commentators in the lower right-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is shit, yeah, take the live feed. <laughs> Live feed from Will's <laughs> Take the live feed from Will's Twitch when we're doing it. Have you two both in there? Hello, everybody. It's Take Piece Live. I'm Jim with Jim, and we're near, and we've got Snooker 2019. Now on the right side, we've got our main man, our legend, Will. He's been having a great season this week, and you know what? 
today's game, by the time it's done, everyone will have, you know, had a good, nice, long rest. So when you can see the results, it'll all be good. Exactly. Now, and now the other corner, we've got Will. Break the up and cover. Big Coming up. up. <laughs> he's been, been having, seen, has made he's a been huge on splash. fire this season too. Just grinding out his shots. And you know what? We might see some real clandestine moves being pulled here. Exactly. Now we got a tell of the tape right here. Uh, Will, obviously the favorite for this match. Uh, totally understand <laughs> why. Calm, cool, collected, understandable, focused, zeroed in, ready to knock the balls in the holes. But you know what? You know what, Jim? I've got my money on Will. Yeah, so he may be the underdog here, but you know what they say about the underdog? The underdog can see the ball better. Exactly. Well, we'd first like to welcome today's first sponsor, <laughs> Hydration Bot, keeping you hydrated for the last two hours. <laughs> Remember, every so often, take a sip of something that hydrates your body. And we're it's also sponsoring you. Extra Life. Extra Life. Help kids. Because, God damn it, if you're watching us right now, you know you can at least donate a dollar to help kids play video games and feel better. So, Extra Life. Feel good by donating to kids. And welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> now the two contenders are warming up here. They're getting ready to start. You know, they got to make sure everything is nice and limber, loosen up. By the way, it's a, it's, a, it's a common strategy beforehand to stretch out and really, you know, get yourself into the mode. Get yourself into that mindset. This is a long game. They're in it for the long con. And the person with the most endurance is going to win. I heard that Will has taken up the new training regime of hot goat yoga. Where you go into a studio with hot yoga with goats. <clears throat> that is a bold, bold maneuver to take. Absolutely. Let's see if it pays off. Exactly. <laughs> I managed to get an interview with Will the other day, and it's a good thing because uh, that man, he likes to bathe in honey for two hours a day just to prep. I, can understand I think it's why. really helping him focus. The gelatinous feeling must truly be what it's like to be as limber as possible, ready to go, ready to aim, ready to have everything going. I think he's just savoring that preparation for some sweet, sweet success. Of course. It makes perfect sense. Uh, we have to look up a bunch of ball puns between now and then. We're, we're gonna have to write some shit. Like, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna those as well because you know, snooker and golf. He's taking a good hard balls. look at it there. He's got a shot between yeah. two balls right there. It's really <laughs> difficult. I don't know Grass if he can squeeze it through. A target is the hole, but he has to make sure he puts it in the right hole. If he puts it in the wrong <laughs> hole, there could be dire consequences. He may not be sleeping in the same bed for a week. Now, Will here, off in the corner watching this shot, he's making sure he gets the best angle for when things happen. When the other man is done, when he shot his shot, well, you know, it's all downhill from there. Especially if but, it's premature. We all know if he shoots a premature shot and it doesn't work out, he's got to jump in to be Johnny on the spot. But uh, Will over there, he's, 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 got, he's got everything ready. He's that tip real nice. He wants yep. to make sure that he can really push Chalk, it in there. Chalking that tip, he's making get a sure he's got the baby going. powder on the shaft. He's got to make sure he's all light. It's nice and smooth. You want a smooth glide on that shaft when you're using When you it. thrust forward, you want to make sure you have a nice smooth glide in that. <laughs> By the way, today's sponsor, Astro Glide. For when you need to be extra sliver, Astro Glide. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is going to be a thing. This is going to yeah. be great. <laughs> this needs to be a thing. 
if we reach 5,000 before episode 50, we'll do it at episode 50. <laughs> we'll still do it, but we'll just say we'll do it when we hit it. So people donate, donate, we need to see this. <laughs> By the way, for Extra Life, I'm intending to, to continue my run of uh, Bloodborne. Okay, I, I, yeah. I still have everything, so. Yep. Good, there we go. <laughs> yep. Speed run continues. Yeah. Spanning bumps. <laughs> Just on pause indefinitely. Yeah, true. I, don't, I think I turned my PlayStation off since then, so I think if we turn it back on, it's literally going to pick up when you left off on Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> so. That would be hilarious and amazing. Just literally just turn it back on. Oh, yeah, you're going to go. <laughs> Software is all set up. Just just go with it. It's a continue. Uh, so, right. <laughs> that's the, the reason why I haven't played... Uh, that's why I haven't bought a PS4, by the way. <laughs> Quick, get so, Elon to, to donate so 5000 <laughs> Elon Chen, you can make this happen. We we will Do take, <laughs> take $5,000 or one of your flamethrowers. Either or. Either or. Yeah, then we'll sign a flamethrower we'll get more money for it. <laughs> if you would sign it, it would even be better. This is true. So... <laughs> Elon Come on, Musk Elon, sells... you can do it. Here's, here's my favorite part. He sells his spare flamethrowers. He's a man who has so many flamethrowers, he doesn't need them all. Like, what the hell? How many flamethrowers does he have, then, Matt? What, Did I show you guys this picture? The Elon Musk picture I have? I probably... I think I posted it into the, into the meme zone. Uh, the Tigopies one. Let me see here. Uh, my voice is gonna be so done by the end of the day. Oh, it's you, gonna hurt. You so and bad. me both, man. <laughs> oh my god. You and me. me. Is, well, me especially because I have to do Ivan for the rest of the day. I have to do everybody, literally everyone else, <laughs> literally everyone else. <laughs> yeah, but you have the option of doing some lighter voices. True. I, I, Ivan I, is so hard. I. It's I I have chose I have chosen characters that make it easier. Uh, I made a grave mistake playing Ivan. This is this is this is the uh, this is the meme right here. Uh, I am a huge fan of this. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the Elon I know and love. <laughs> we if and if anybody's counting, yes, we were obsessed with PewDiePie earlier on. Now it's Elon Musk. We've we've yep. aged a little bit. We still appreciate yeah. PewDiePie. It's maturing. Yeah. Um, he's no longer fighting T series, so we no longer need to mention him as much. Elon is fighting the FCC, so we need to mention him as much as physically possible. Yeah, <laughs> PewDiePie was halfway through the season. Now Elon Musk is the other half. Elon Musk is going to be like our next. Is our next? I mean, we're tweeting at Elon Musk now. How does James? How did you learn to tweet at Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you read his Twitter? No, I literally tweeted at Elon Musk. <laughs> what did you do? I just typed "senpai notice me" every day. Until he noticed me. Every day. <laughs> it would happen eventually. You know what? Fuck it. Let's see if we can't get him on the show. Every day. Yeah. Once. Just, just one. I, I, I would be happy to. Um, I, I understand he's a very busy guy. But. <laughs> we all know he likes memes. Do it. Every, every day. 
We all know he loves memes. <laughs> They're gonna create a meme of us then and say Elon notice a senpai. Uh, uh, I have to talk to Chris Bean about that. We'll uh, we'll get something drawn up, probably with assets he's already created. Cool. Very uh, very cool. So yeah, uh, games playing. <laughs> Played Sneaker with Tom, lost that as well. Uh, played some more Kingdom Hearts 3. Man, man, Jim, I don't really know. There's Tom character. He's real difficult. He's been with Thorn and Will's side since day one. <laughs> it's begun. Uh, Every I, day. I, I, I finished Assassin's Creed 3, the main story. Okay. That's... Which is nice. So I'll be on to the uh, other weird alternate timeline of the tyranny of King Washington. Started Andromeda. I'm not sure about that. Really not sure. It's it's the story, right? Yeah, very, very slow burning. What do you think of the gameplay, though? Not bad. Not bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, okay, so that just contradicted everything you just said. That's the... That's, <laughs> that's, the uh, that's the reaction, too, that I get when I think of Mass Effect Andromeda story. Yeah, yeah, it starts making you sneeze and have allergies. <laughs> Africa Jungle Planet, man. Mm-hmm. I try to think, you know, because it's it's not very memorable that I can't remember exactly what planet bit I'm on. Um, oh, actually, no, wait, no, now I do. Yeah, you know, the Citadel, the replacement Citadel. Yep. That's where I am. <laughs> Got to there. It's like, hmm, this looks a bit familiar. What's going on here, though? And that's where I left it for the week. <laughs> um, uh, what else? I played a bit more Trials Rising. We are doomed. Helped Lisa with her 100 follower celebration stream on Trine. And found some areas on Dragon Age Inquisition I've never been to before. So I've got more stuff to do on a game that's never ending. And that's pretty much what I've played. So, uh, shout outs and Dex Life stuff, leave. So you guys can prepare your voices because, <laughs> Chris, I I, I can I can sympathise with you for Ivan. Oh, that's gonna be a talking day. Which is why Monday when I do do the Twitch sings with uh, the Yorkshire Trader, I'm only doing it for an hour and a half because I don't want to destroy my voice for it. But. In saying that, the reason we're doing it is a fantastic reason. Um, it's celebration and a stretch goal, in a way, for Extra Life, for us passing as a team $500. Woo. Even before we get to, <laughs> a get to halfway through the year, not, not only November 2nd weekend, when the whole thing's supposed to really, really take off. So, but yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Who's donated to the team, whether it's us directly, whether it's Tom Marrett, who's joined our team, whether it's uh, Robin, aka Crafty Rebel, whether it's Will's Toy Clearance, whether it's T. Paulin, aka Tim, or you know, whether it's Reese's Wave. So, thank you very much. If you want to donate to those, links are all over the place. You can see us on our Twitters, you can see it occasionally in our chat as well. And big shout out to Tom Marrett, who's doing his first ever charity stream this wednesday midday to midnight uk time yeah uh he'll be playing all three crash bandicoots 
to try and get them done in 12 hours. Very possible. For everyone he does, he's going to donate $10 to charity. And then if he passes his target of 200, he's going to he's going to color what little hair he has because he always shaves it down to a obscure amount. Uh, blue. So there you go. So big shout out to Tom. Big shout out to chat as well uh, for being here today. As usual, you're all lovely. You guys got any shout outs? <clears throat> shout outs to my voice. Because uh, I'm not going to have one tomorrow. Nope. I know that feeling a lot. Um, shout outs to Adobe Editing Software. Because um, I will be doing that tomorrow. Uh, because I'm going to have not only this podcast to edit, but a D&D uh, audio to edit. And I think I'm going to be um, doing the seven-day free trial of the Adobe Suite. So I'll have access to Adobe Premiere Editor Pro, Adobe Photoshop Editor Pro, and the... Um, is it what is it called? Their their audition, audi uh, audition. 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 Yeah. So I'll have a, a bunch of tools I know nothing about, but will give me the power to basically clean up everything. Um, I'll be talking to our buddy Gabe Gage tonight. Um, I can just change my password on that, and I can pass you access to that, so you can because we can have two people using it. Oh, well. Yeah. If you yeah, there's there's that. no downside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't want to feel like I was putting anybody out, but yeah, no, sure. no, if, you're if, you're, if you're willing to, I'm willing to help. Absolutely. Great. There we go. Nailed that. 10 out of 10. D&D uh, &D this afternoon in like four hours, I'm guessing, Chris? Yeah, thinking? I said about 4.30 for, uh, for Gage. Okay. It, it, Gage, has he moved yet? I don't think he's moved yet. Okay. So I am driving both of you. I think so. Cool. Uh, we can stop at Stop and Shop because they're no longer striking. Yay! Yay! Um, yeah, uh, another D and D session. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, I have bought the um, Gale Force Nine officially licensed Dungeons and Dragons challenge rating cards. So I have monster cards with all their stats and stuff on them. It'll make things easier for me. But James, mm -hmm. you have a laptop in front of you. Yeah, I do, but it's running all the <laughs> recording software, and it's also you know, tedious to have to search it. Yeah. So whereas with the cards you can pre search. Yeah, I have them all right there. And I, I already have the encounters built up in my head. Um there will be combat. I have promised everybody combat. There Good. will be combat. Uh yeah, and shout out to uh to Chris Bean for doing awesome emotes for Will and awesome artwork for us, which you will all see. Oh see yeah. Later. Though that we have seen and you will see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anything else for the good of the order? Uh, uh quick so... shout out to the bearded moogle. Uh, the bearded muggle, I should say. The bearded muggle. Bearded. His name now. Uh, dude, I saw on uh, on Final Fantasy, and uh, he's pretty chill. He recently bought a house in Final Fantasy. So if you like Final Fantasy content, check him out. Ah, and look who is uh, streaming right now. Yeah. Jdub.exe. Our boy. Our boy. Yeah. So we're going to go raid him. 
because he's a nice guy. Yeah. So there's that. Okay, everybody, it's been a wonderful show. We appreciate you, appreciate everything we love. Okay, bye-bye. Now enjoy oh, wait, the rest. Wait. wait, okay, we wait. We have news from the front, comrade. Oh? Doggo has returned. Ah, Kogo? Doggo. Doggo. Classic Doggo. <laughs> he has come back from the front. He brought news. Ah. He has injuries. Oh, no. So we have laid the technologies. We have replaced his legs. And now he is Cyborg Doggo. Oh. He will conquer and he will win for us all, comrade. Very good. Now we can leave. Very good. All right, everybody. Important news. We go into music that has already been playing. Okay, bye-bye. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye.